0: Today on Commuter Bible, David's son Absalom wins the hearts of the people through trickery and mounts a coup against his own father. It's 2 Samuel chapters 15 through 17 and Psalms 81 and 82. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible podcast to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. After killing his brother at a family dinner, Absalom fled to another country and was only back after Joab convinced David to do so by way of a theatric analogy. Today, Absalom begins a plan to win the hearts of the people and turn Israel against his father the king. Learning of his impending insurrection, David flees to Jerusalem with all of his people save a handful of men who serve as spies. Nathan prophesied that the Lord would bring disaster on David from his own family and that another man would sleep with his wives before Israel in broad daylight. David's own son Absalom is that man. 2 Samuel chapters 15 through 17 After this, Absalom got himself a chariot, horses, and fifty men to run before him. He would get up early and stand beside the road, leading to the city gate. Whenever anyone had a grievance to bring before the king for settlement, Absalom called out to him and asked, What city are you from? If he replied, Your servant is from one of the tribes of Israel. Absalom said to him, Look, your claims are good and right, but the king does not have anyone to listen to you. He added, If only... "'someone would appoint me judge in the land. "'Then anyone who had a grievance or dispute "'could come to me, "'and I would make sure he received justice.' "'When a person approached to pay homage to him, "'Absalom reached out his hand, "'took hold of him, and kissed him. "'Absalom did this to all the Israelites "'who came to the king for a settlement. "'So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. When four years had passed, Absalom said to the king, Please let me go to Hebron to fulfill a vow I made to the Lord. For your servant made a vow when I lived in Gesher of Aram, saying, If the Lord really brings me back to Jerusalem, I will worship the Lord in Hebron. Go in peace, the king said to him. So he went to Hebron. Then Absalom sent agents throughout the tribes of Israel with this message When you hear the sound of the ram's horn, you are to say, Absalom has become king in Hebron. Two hundred men from Jerusalem went with Absalom. They had been invited and were going innocently, for they did not know the whole situation. While he was offering the sacrifices, Absalom sent for David's advisor, Ahithophel the Gilonite, from the city of Gilo. So the conspiracy grew strong, and the people supporting Absalom continued to increase. Then an informer came to David and reported, The hearts of the men of Israel are with Absalom. David said to all the servants with him in Jerusalem, Get up, we have to flee, or we will not escape from Absalom. Leave quickly, or he will overtake us quickly. Heap disaster on us, and strike the city with the edge of the sword. The king's servants said to the king, Whatever my lord the king decides, we are your servants. Then the king set out, and his entire household followed him. But he left behind ten concubines to take care of the palace. So the king set out, and all the people followed him. They stopped at the last house while all his servants marched past him. Then all the Cherethites, the Pelethites, and the people of Gath, six hundred men who came with him from there, marched past the king. The king said to Ittai of Gath, Why are you also going along with us? Go back and stay with the new king, since you are both a foreigner and an exile from your homeland. Besides, you only arrived yesterday. Should I make you wander around with us today while I go wherever I can? Go back and take your brothers with you. May the Lord show you kindness and faithfulness. But in response, Etai vowed to the king, As the Lord lives and as my lord the king lives, wherever my lord the king is, whether it means life or death, your servant will be there. March on, David replied to Atai. So Atai of Gath marched past with all his men and the dependents who were with him. Everyone in the countryside was weeping loudly while all the people were marching out of the city. As the king was crossing the Kidron Valley, all the people were marching past on the road that leads to the wilderness. Zadok was also there, and all the Levites with him were carrying the Ark of the Covenant of God. They set the Ark of God down, and Abiathar offered sacrifices until the people had finished marching past. Then the king instructed Zadok, Return the Ark of God to the city. If I find favor with the Lord, he will bring me back and allow me to see both it and its dwelling place. However, if he should say, I do not delight in you, then here I am. He can do with me whatever pleases him. The king also said to the priest Zadok, Look, return to the city in peace, and your two sons with you, your son Ahimez and Abiathar's son Jonathan. Remember, I'll wait at the fords of the wilderness until word comes from you to inform me. So Zadok and Abiathar returned the ark of God to Jerusalem and stayed there. David was climbing the slope of the Mount of Olives, weeping as he ascended. His head was covered, and he was walking barefoot. All of the people with him covered their heads and went up, weeping as they ascended. Then someone reported to David, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. Lord, David pleaded. Please turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. When David came to the summit where he used to worship God, Hashai the archite was there to meet him with his robe torn and dust on his head. David said to him, If you go away with me, you'll be a burden to me. But if you return to the city and tell Absalom, I will be your servant, your majesty. Previously, I was your father's servant, but now I will be your servant. Then you can counteract Ahithophel's counsel for me. Won't the priests Zadok and Abiathar be there with you? Report everything you hear from the palace to the priests Zadok and Abiathar. Take note; their two sons are there with them: Zadok's son Ahimez and Abiathar's son Jonathan. Send them. To tell me everything you hear. So Hashai, David's personal advisor, entered Jerusalem just as Absalom was entering the city. When David had gone a little beyond the summit, Ziba, Mephibosheth's servant, was right there to meet him. He had a pair of saddled donkeys loaded with two hundred loaves of bread, one hundred clusters of raisins, and one hundred bunches of summer fruit, and a clay jar of wine. The king said to Ziba, Why do you have these? Ziba answered, The donkeys are for the king's household to ride. The bread and summer fruit are for the young men to eat. And the wine is for those to drink who become exhausted in the wilderness. Where is your master's grandson? The king asked. Why, he's staying in Jerusalem, Ziba replied to the king. For he said, Today the house of Israel will restore my grandfather's kingdom to me. The king said to Ziba, All that belongs to Mephibosheth is now yours. I bow before you, Ziba said. May I find favor with you, my lord the king. When King David got to Bahurim, a man belonging to the family of the house of Saul was just coming out. His name was Shimei, son of Gera, and he was yelling curses as he approached. He threw stones at David and at all the royal servants, the people and the warriors on David's right and left. Shimei said as he cursed, Get out! Get out, you man of bloodshed! You wicked man! The Lord has paid you back for all the blood of the house of Saul in whose place you became king, and the Lord has handed the kingdom over to your son Absalom. Look, you are in trouble because you are a man of bloodshed. Then Abishai, son of Zeruiah, said to the king, Why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over and remove his head. The king replied, Sons of Zeruiah, do we agree on anything He curses me this way because the Lord told him, Curse David. Therefore, who can say, Why did you do that? Then David said to Abishai and all his servants, Look, my own son, my own flesh and blood, intends to take my life. How much more now this Benjaminite? Leave him alone and let him curse me. The Lord has told him to. Perhaps the Lord will see my affliction and restore goodness to me instead of Shimei's curses today. So David and his men proceeded along the road as Shimei was going along the ridge of the hill opposite him. As Shimei went, he cursed David, threw stones at him, and kicked up dust. Finally, the king and all the people with him arrived exhausted. So they rested there. Now Absalom and all the Israelites came to Jerusalem. Ahithophel was also with him. When David's friend, Hushai the Archite, came to Absalom, Hushai said to Absalom, Long live the king! Long live the king! Is this your loyalty to your friend? Absalom asked Hushai. Why didn't you go with your friend? (laughs) Not at all. Hashai answered Absalom. I am on the side of the one that the Lord, this people, and all the men of Israel have chosen. I will stay with him. Furthermore, whom will I serve if not his son? As I served in your father's presence, I will also serve in yours. Then Absalom said to Ahithophel, Give me your advice. What should we do? Ahithophel replied to Absalom, Sleep with your father's concubines whom he left to take care of the palace. When all Israel hears that you have become repulsive to your father, everyone with you will be encouraged. So they pitched a tent for Absalom on the roof, and he slept with his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. Now, the advice Ahithophel gave in those days was like someone asking about a word from God. Such was the regard that both David and Absalom had for Ahithophel's advice. Ahithophel said to Absalom, Let me choose twelve thousand men, and I will set out in pursuit of David tonight. I will attack him while he is weary and discouraged, throw him into a panic, and all the people with him will scatter. I will strike down only the king and bring all the people back to you. When everyone returns except the man you're looking for, all the people will be at peace. This proposal seemed right to Absalom and all the elders of Israel. Then Absalom said, Summon Hushai the Archite also. Let's hear what he has to say as well. Hushai came to Absalom and Absalom told him, "'Ahithophel offered this proposal. "'Should we carry out his proposal? "'If not, what do you say?' "'Hashai replied to Absalom. "'The advice Ahithophel has given this time is not good,' Hushai continued. "'You know your father and his men. "'They are warriors and are desperate "'like a wild bear robbed of her cubs.' Your father is an experienced soldier who won't spend the night with the people. He's probably already hidden in one of the caves or some other place. If some of our troops fall first, someone is sure to hear and say, There's been a slaughter among the people who follow Absalom. Then even a brave man with the heart of a lion will lose heart because all Israel knows that your father and the valiant men with him are warriors. Instead, I advise that all Israel from Dan to Beersheba, as numerous as the sand by the sea, be gathered to you and that you personally go into battle. Then we will attack David wherever we find him and we will descend on him like dew on the ground. Not even one will be left, neither he nor any of the men with him. If he retreats to some city, All Israel will bring ropes to that city, and we will drag its stones into the valley until not even a pebble can be found there. Since the Lord had decreed that Ahithophel's good advice be undermined in order to bring about Absalom's ruin, Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The advice of Hushai the archite is better than Ahithophel's advice. Hushai then told the priests Zadok and Abiathar, This is what Ahithophel advised Absalom and the elders of Israel, and this is what I advised. Now send someone quickly and tell David, Don't spend the night at the wilderness ford, but be sure to cross over the Jordan, or the king and all his people with him will be devoured. Jonathan and Ahimez were staying at Enrogel, where a servant girl would come and pass along information to them. They, in turn, would go and inform King David, because they dared not be seen entering the city. However, a young man did see them and informed Absalom. So the two left quickly and came to the house of a man in Baharim. He had a well in his courtyard, and they climbed down into it. Then his wife took the cover, placed it over the mouth of the well, and scattered grain on it so nobody would know anything. Absalom's servants came to the woman at the house and asked, Where are Ahimez and Jonathan? They passed by toward the water, the woman replied to them. The men searched but did not find them, so they returned to Jerusalem. After they had gone, Ahimez and Jonathan climbed out of the well and went and informed King David. They told him, Get up and immediately ford the river, for Ahithophel has given this advice against you. So David and all the people with him got up and crossed the Jordan. By daybreak, there was no one who had not crossed the Jordan. When Ahithophel realized that his advice had not been followed, he saddled his donkey and set out for his house in his hometown he set his house in order and hanged himself. So he died and was buried in his father's tomb. David had arrived at Mahanaim by the time Absalom crossed the Jordan with all the men of Israel. Now Absalom had appointed Amasa over the army in Joab's place. Amasa was the son of a man named Ithra the Israelite. Ithra had married Abigail, daughter of Nahash. Abigail was a sister to Zeruiah, Joab's mother. And Israel and Absalom camped in the land of Gilead. When David came to Mahanaim, Shobi son of Nahash from Rabbah of the Ammonites, Machir son of Amiel from Lodebar, and Barzillai the Gileadite from Rogalim brought beds, basins, and pottery items. They also brought wheat barley, flour, roasted grain, beans, lentils, honey, curds, sheep, goats, and cheese from the herd for David and the people with him to eat. They had reasoned, the people must be hungry, exhausted, and thirsty in the wilderness. Psalm 81. Sing for joy to God our strength. Shout in triumph to the God of Jacob. Lift up a song, play the tambourine, the melodious lyre and the harp. Blow the ram's horn on the day of our feasts, during the new moon and during the full moon. For this is a statute for Israel, an ordinance of the God of Jacob. He set it up as a decree for Joseph when he went throughout the land of Egypt. I heard an unfamiliar language. I relieved his shoulder from the burden. His hands were freed from carrying the basket. You called out in distress, and I rescued you. I answered you from the thundercloud. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Listen, my people, and I will admonish you. Israel, if you would only listen to me. There must not be a strange God among you. You must not bow down to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel did not obey me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own plans. If only my people would listen to me and Israel would follow my ways, I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cower to him Their doom would last forever. But he would feed Israel with the best wheat. I would satisfy you with honey from the rock. Psalm 82 God stands in the divine assembly. He pronounces judgment among the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Provide justice for the needy and the fatherless. Uphold the rights of the oppressed and the destitute. Rescue the poor and needy. Save them from the power of the wicked. They do not know or understand. They wander in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said, you are gods. You are all sons of the Most High. However, you will die like humans and fall like any other ruler. Rise up, God. Judge the earth. For all the nations belong to you. All right, if you're like me, you've got a drawer full of t-shirts, but you really only wear like three or four, right? Because those are the most comfortable and maybe you hardly ever get a chance to wear your t-shirts, so those are the ones you pick. Well, in my drawer, the two Commuter Bible t-shirts that we've printed are on the top of my list they're both Bella Canvas tees in a soft heathered one to four screen. One's the deep teal. You can look at those at patreoncom bible. if you want to help out the show and get a great T-shirt. Go check it out. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.